With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you are now listening to the ttm sports show the show that's by the fans for the fans hosted by me james hounsell And me, James Harrison. Where we bring you... Explosive debate. Big interviews and guests. Trending topics. With regular uploads. And now sponsored by Froome's very own Prestige Paving and Patios. And also now with over 100 episodes. You're listening to the TTM Sports Show. Welcome to episode 115 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. And um, my name is James. And together we are TTM Sports, the sports show that's by the fans for the fans. Episode 115. We've had a lot going on this week, James, uh, but today it's it's really the colour is all about orange. Yeah, we've got a bit of a Dutch theme uh, to the show tonight. We're going to be going through what we have perceived to be the greatest Dutch side of uh, the Premier League era. So basically, it's our best team made up of purely Dutch players that are playing the Premier League. Absolutely. In light of Mark Veghorst's move Val, to. Val, 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 yep, same thing. Um, Veghorst moved to Manchester United uh, on loan from Burnley. Um, you know, just looking at the TV now, I mean, Anthony, I mean, what an absolute idiot this guy is, you know, allegedly. He's, you know, he's fighting with. Gehi and Mitchell, you know, Will Hughes is around there somewhere. I mean, what's he what's he doing? You know, what's his problem? Uh, I don't know. He's one of those Brazilian players that lives very close to the edge. Like Richard Leeson? 
Yeah, like 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 you know, we saw him at the weekend. Um, oh, just touching on that very quickly. You know, on. Tottenham Hotspur um, failure to, to control their fans, players. It was a dismal afternoon for Tottenham in in an awful season. Um, it's not an awful season, mate. You know, I thought Liverpool was bad. I mean, yeah, we're still above you for now. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, we win our two games and now we go above you. Yeah. So. Look, things change very quickly in football. They can change very, very quickly. It wasn't much before the World Cup that people were saying Tottenham were having a good season and we were sat in the top four and, you know, through in the Champions League with injuries. You know, things can change very quickly in football. Yeah, like when you said you were, you know, you went, well, top of the league, mate. Top of the league. We, were, league. we were top of the league for yep, a bit. Yep. And now look. Um, so anyway, um, you know, better less said about Tottenham. We wouldn't even talk about Liverpool either. Absolute disgrace. And I can admit it, um, the performance away at Brighton was an abomination. Uh, played well away at Wolves. Notice he rested a lot of first team players, or he dropped them. Um, you know, big game at the weekend. Big game against Chelsea. Um, you know they're calling it El Shitico um, at the moment. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes. But back to the nature at hand. As we all know, we've got a brilliant challenge coming up for uh, the charity mates in mind. TTM Sports, the TTM Sports Show. We're going to Holland. We are. We're going to Holland. Um, those that, that we touched on in the last show, those that, that have been with us a long time and have followed us a long time, will know that we did uh, the 20 and 24 challenge uh, well, about 18 months ago now, yeah. wasn't it? Um, we went to every single Premier League ground in the country in a record time of 21 hours and four minutes. Yeah. Four, I think it was four minutes. We smashed the previous record. Anyway, we did that. Um, we're now taking it into Europe. We're going to go to Holland. We're going to go to every Dutch Eredivisie ground in what we're hoping is going to be a new record time. We don't actually think it's been done before. So whatever record we so we could do it in seventy two hours and we'd have the record. But we're going to uh, the aim is to do it in about sixteen hours. We think we're going to do it. Um, we're going to hire a car from Amsterdam Schiphol Airport and we're just going to get cracking. Absolutely. And then we're going to end up in uh, Amsterdam, believe it or not, as as the final place is Amsterdam, which is wonderful. And then we are hopeful of getting some tickets to watch the Dutch champions and powerhouse team Ajax take on AZ Alkmaar mm. in the last domestic game of the Dutch champions home season, should we say. So we will be doing that challenge on the... 6th of May. 6th of May. Um, so there is James giving the details on how people can, can sponsor us as well because it is obviously for charity. Yeah, absolutely. So it makes in mind a mental health charity which is to literally take away the stigma of poor mental health from deep within the construction industry. If you want to give to us, uh, not to us, to the charity, should we say, then just head over to Just Giving and put 18 stadiums 24 hours and that will come up immediately at the moment we're on about 350 odd quid with a target of a thousand pounds and five months to raise it uh back to the show dutch players uh, in the history of the premier league have always brought some swagger they've brought some flair they've also brought some sheer aggression as well nigel young being one of them um we're here to discuss some of the greatest players of the premier league era that have been dutch and to formulate and populate uh, a ttm sports very own dutch premier league 11 so um we're going to kick straight off. We'll dive into some of the goalkeepers. The main goalkeeper that comes straight out is the the one and only, looks like a librarian, um, you know, Edwin van der Sar. Yeah, this one is as much of a no-brainer, as much of a shoe-in, as much as a guaranteed as you could ever get. Edwin van der Sar, the, one of the greatest goalkeepers in Premier League history, let alone Dutch goalkeepers. Um I think he's absolutely. He's got. Does he hold the record for the most consecutive clean sheets? Was it eleven clean sheets or twelve clean sheets? It's either him, Czech, or Allison. One of the three. Uh, what you think? Allison's the top three goalkeepers of all time in the Premier League. 
He's up there, yeah. No. yeah. No, no, Absolutely. no, no. Well, Laura East isn't, is he? No, of course not. But, but uh, look, back, back to the nature at hand, you've got Van der Sar. No, I'm sorry, we need to delve into that one a little bit. Well, like, what's, what's Alison done wrong? Well, nothing wrong, but come on, mate, let's not... Great, great goalkeeper. I think he, I think he's our second or third best player that we've had at the club the last few years. Yeah, I don't, don't disagree with that. Um, but I think sometimes, mate, you can just be a little bit guilty of being a little bit over-biased towards Liverpool players. How is it biased? Alisson, top three goalkeepers of all-time Premier League history. I'd have Jens Lehmann above him. Ah, oh, what? He only won the Premier League once. Twice. I'd have um, I'd have Peter Schmeichel above him. Peter Schmeichel, I agree with. Right, Czech so I'll have above him. Czech. Um, van der Sar's above him. All right, that puts him down to fourth. Um, even Edison, could you could argue, make a massive case for Edison being above him. Revolutionise the goalkeeping position in this country. Um... Under Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Alisson plays for Brazil and has done for the past three or four years. Right, Why okay. Well, well, how many league titles has Edison won? Four? Look at the teams he's been in, mate. It doesn't matter. Look at the team that Alisson's been in. You, know, you had the best defence in the world uh, a couple of weeks ago. Weeks? Well, you know. Years ago, mate. We're shite at the minute. Um, you know, I... Look, look Alisson, great goalkeeper, no doubt. You know, he, he, he's been fantastic for Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp since he joined the club. He's been brilliant. Top three goalkeepers of all time in the Premier League. Really? Well, he's definitely in the top six. So, um, anyway, moving on. So, um, other, <laughs> other other notable ones. I noticed that you had Ed the Hoybrit down there. Just for a laugh. I but... remember the Premier League uh, Merlin sticker album. Uh, must have been 97 to 98 or 98 to 99. He was there. What a moustache. I feel so sorry for... You know, he's not, the, not one of the best looking guys, but I bet he earned more money than me. Oh, yeah. No, Ed the Hoy was, you know, before Chelsea had the money. Autoglass. Yeah, he, you know, that was that was sort of level that they were at. But he was a good goalie, Ed the Hoy. Um, another one we've got down in here and you, you threw into the mix James was Tim Krull did well did well for Newcastle and Norwich um, I think he's a good goalkeeper penalty specialist yeah absolutely did well at Tottenham didn't he when Norwich knocked you out in yeah. the championship um, and, and also another honourable mention who's a great world he was a world class goalkeeper for what seemed like two or three years and then fell off a cliff like literally disappeared into the Grand Canyon never to be seen again allegedly and that's Stellekenberg Skecklenburg yeah he played for he played for Fulham then Everton but before that he, uh, I think he was at Ajax or Valencia or somewhere like that he was a really good goalkeeper yeah Skecklenburg um, yeah, yeah he was, was a good, good goalie was Roma good. maybe he was, he was a good goalie um, he had a bit of European pedigree about him Champions League I believe definitely Europa League um, went to Fulham and, and for some reason Fulham always seemed to get hold of good goalkeepers because let's be honest I remember uh, Van der Sar I think he won the Champions League with Ajax uh, Juventus and then, yeah, he went, Ajax, then he went he to Juventus, Juventus and yeah. we heard of him that's when I started hearing of him when he was at Juventus and out of nowhere it went quite inside for Fulham for 7 million and everyone's like what the hell yeah. like you know they, they've just pulled out one of the greatest goalkeepers in the world and he was about 32-33 and he was at Fulham for 2 or 3 years and then United picked him up um, you know that was very very one of football's strange transfers like similar to Julian Forbear on loan from West Ham to Real Madrid um, yeah, when they had Thomas Graveson unbelievable you know who was next Lee Carsley <laughs> but basically you know as far as I'm concerned um, Edwin van der Sar for me is a shoo-in yeah. for our Dutch Premier League 11 now yeah obviously van der Sar great goalkeeper Um Going with the Dutch style here, and it was very difficult actually. Not a lot of great Dutch fullbacks actually we've had. Uh, Marion Melchior is one that springs to mind. Winston Bogarde. Uh, no. Um, Giovanni Brand Bronckhorst. Daly Blind was another one. Um, but D- Daly Blind played a couple of years at United under Van Gaal, never really 
set the world alight. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good player, obviously, now. Gone on to have a, a good career. Yeah. Just signed for Bayern Munich as well, incredibly. Um, but yeah, so not really good Dutch fullbacks, but like they did at the World Cup, we're going to go over back three, James. Yeah. Now, um, a couple of these are obvious. So Van Dijk's in there at the middle of the back three. Yapstam. Yep, Yapstam's no got to be in there. You know. We don't even need to, do we need to talk about them too? I mean, we know what Van Dijk's done for Liverpool. Well, Van Dijk's hasn't the, quite been the, the same since the injury though, has he? No, he's, but you know, uh, there was a period of time where you and a lot of other people were saying he was the best defender the Premier League has ever seen. Well, he, what, for that two-year spell, I think that was probably one of the best spells of defending the Premier League has ever seen, yeah. I still don't think he's... Well, he's probably just about in the top five centre-backs of all time the Premier League's ever seen. I think there was a massive overreaction to that whole Liverpool team when he won the league that year. Um, I would say Terry's ahead of him. I would say Ferdinand's ahead of him. I'd say Vidic is ahead of him. I would say a prime a prime Sol Campbell <laughs> you know, would would be up there. Uh, I hate to say it. There's, there's probably others, you know, a, a prime Gary Pallister. Oh, fuck uh, off. <laughs> um, but look, Van Dijk, he's not the greatest uh, centre-back we've ever seen in the Premier League. Just like Alisson's not a top-three goalkeeper. But Yapstam... Well, prob- at least they won the Premier League. So Yapstam anyway. probably is a top-ten centre-back we've seen in the Premier League. Well, he only left Man United because he fell out with Alex Ferguson and yeah. then ended up with a dodgy move to Lazio. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that. did he come from Lazio? No, I think he came from... Um, it must have been Ajax or PSV or Feyenoord or somewhere like that. I'll get up the statistics. He did go to Lazio. People. I think it was a bit of an odd one when he went yeah, there. Yeah, because but... everyone was like, what's going on there? Um, yeah, you know. but no, for, you know, for a good couple of years he was unbelievable United big part of the treble winning side in 1999 um, so yeah Yapstam's a shoe in and the other one the third one left hand side of the back three a little bit difficult but I think in terms of somebody playing in the correct position and somebody who under the radars made a lot of appearances in the Premier League played for some good teams and won the Premier League on at least a couple of occasions um, Nathan Ake James yeah, good player. Um, you know, he's won the Premier League multiple times, let's not forget it. Yes, he hasn't played 38 games in a season. That's the only Not downside. many do at City, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but let's be brutally honest, mate. Haaland will play more than Ake. Um, a lot of other players will play more than Ake. So I, I think as far as I'm concerned, he's a good defender. That that position for me is probably... Yeah, he probably justifies it, mate. But there are other notable notable defenders. Just touching back on um, Yapstan very, very quickly, if that's okay, mate. Um so it was uh, controversial. Um, he was at PSV. Um, he he left PSV. He became the most def- most expensive defender in history. To be fair, mm. when he signed for Manchester United for ten point six million pounds, he spent three seasons at Man United, which we all know he won three Premier Leagues, one FA Cup, Intercontinental Cup, and the Champions League. Um, Unbelievable. He was controversially sold to Lazio in Italy after Man United manager Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, he was upset that, that Yapstam allegedly made uh, claims in his autobiography about the club. He made numerous statements about his views on opposing players. And he alleged that Ferguson's approach to buy him was done without the permission of PSV. What a revelation that is. Again, this is all allegedly and it's from Wikipedia. So it's available for everyone to see online. This isn't made up by us. Then what happened was, was uh, he, he, he left... Um, he, he noticed Stam's tackling Ferguson had noticed Stam's uh, tackling numbers were declining and he simply assumed the defender was playing past his peak uh, Laurent Blanc was signed as his replacement I remember that signing yeah, no uh, socks. yeah uh, and basically uh, let's be brutally honest 
He went to Lazio. Man United announced the fee was 15.3 million. Lazio declared the fee was 16 million. So there's obviously a lot of inconsistencies. But then at Lazio, things took another turn. And this is here's a, a trip down memory lane. We had Lee, who was on our show last week, and he mentioned that the little nuggets of information that we sometimes forget in the world of football. Yap Stan uh, found guilty of having banned steroid nandrolone mm. in his system following a Serie A game. He received a five-month ban, which was eventually reduced by a month after a appeals. Um, he was the second Lazio player suspended in 2001, interestingly enough, after Fernando Couto, the Portuguese sensational yeah. centre-back. Um, in his last season at club, he won the Coppa Italia. Then he went to in- uh, AC Milan to be part of that all-star, yeah, all-conquering yeah, yeah, team. Nesta. Exactly. He then went back to the Eredivisie to play for Ajax, um, which is unbelievable, really. He is a native, I believe. Um, he, he was. He played for FC Zvola. Um, he went... Uh, and then... He played to Camber Levarden, and which is Camber, which we've heard a lot about the last couple of weeks, because that's where we're going. But another little couple of nuggets of football history there about the Colossus, which was Yap Stam, has to be in. He spent three seasons in the Premier League. He won the Premier League three seasons in a row. You can't fuck with it. Um, Honorary mentions, Marion Melchior, we've we touched on. Yeah. A player that I always liked, James. Um, Good, honest Dutch pro, Arjen Dezeu. Yeah, you wouldn't mess uh, with him. Portsmouth. Good, yeah, Portsmouth. Where and, else? And Wigan as Wigan. well. He, Better well, part Portsmouth. Of that Wigan side that came up under Paul Jewell. Um, <sighs> he's also the guy that was um, probably infamously spat on by that wanker El Hajjouf at Fratton Park, if you remember rightly, James. Yeah, no one likes him, do they? Um, especially Stephen Gerrard. Especially <laughs> the Neil Warnock as well. Absolutely. Oh, I can imagine that. But do, to be fair to him, he give he give a lot back, mind, in the Premier League. Everybody hated him, like Robbie Savage, um, but, but um, you know, allegedly. Um, but what we will say is, is Iron is a really good player. If it wasn't for Ake winning multiple Premier League titles, he would be a real shout for me to go in there. He's a man's man's player. He's a player that's, oh my goodness me, um, a wonderful effort that's been tipped onto the bar by David De Gea, 39 minutes in at Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace nil, Manchester United nil. Uh, who was that that stroked that? What? Odson Edward. Yeah, Odson Edward cuts inside, curls one of his right foot. Great. What a save. Fair play. Um, De Gea still doing bits. So they they got to be mad to let him go in the summer, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Touch on that. They yeah. But well, if they've Man United, you bring him back in Henderson if that's the case. Mm, I mean, blood him. Why not? not? Sure Good player. It. Why? What's he done wrong? Attitude problem. Comes across as a bit of a wanker. Mm, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. That's my opinion, anyway. Not the opinion of uh, anybody else. Um, uh, and that's it for. Oh, Giovanni Van Bronck, of course, we got down as well, but um, never really. It just never, never really, really cut ripped the many trees mustard, at did Arsenal. No, just, uh, Ashley no. Cole was there. What are you going to do? Yeah, you can't really. You know, mess with um, perfect so cover for Into him, the right? midfield, James. There's some yes. good, good players in there. Now, we've agreed on this before we went on to air. Yeah. Midfield three, and there's a little bit of a, a, a little controversial one maybe because one of the players maybe isn't a centre midfielder but you could stick him in the hole and he'll look after you um, so we've got a holding two of Jeannie Wijnaldum and George Boateng now I done rate, nothing wrong I rate George Boateng he had a long Couldn't career in the Premier League never let anybody down hard working captain of uh, various clubs I think he might have started his career in the Premier League at Coventry I think so, yeah. Then it was yeah. Villa. Villa and then Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, which is probably when he really started to make his name was at, was at Middlesbrough. And then he, I think he had a late stint with Hull as well. <laughs> he did. But, um, he did, I think, with Jake Livermore in the middle there. Yeah, so 
good player, George Boateng. Like honest player. Honest player. You would have him in there in a midfield it's good, three. A good relationship, I believe, with Paul Merson, probably at Villa and at Middlesbrough. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, so yeah, George Boateng's in for me. He probably this guy's probably played three. Was that the expense of Nigel De Jong? You know, who yeah. did win Premier League titles at Man City. I, I like Boateng. Um, Wayne Aldum is a player who I've a long time have said Liverpool haven't replaced, should never have got rid of. Where's he? What's he done since? He's you know it was Fallen a bad it was bad all round because like Coutinho, yeah, because he hasn't it hasn't worked from at PSG. He's now on loan at Roma. He's had bad injuries. He missed the World Cup. Um, it hasn't gone well for either party really because. You've missed him massively and not replaced him. Yeah. Um, he was a guarantee. He never injured for you. Nope. He used to play 35 league games a season yep. and all the, all the cup games. Yep. Um, really good player. Box to box. Strong. Good player. Ball carrier. He was left. He was the unsung hero. Goals. He was just a solid 7.5 every game. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget the two headers he scored against Barcelona. Good line, mate. Um, best, best Champions League the comeback. win. Tottenham uh, fans will dispute that, no, but come on, mate. You, you have that, mate. You beat Barcelona. At, you know, you beat Barcelona four 0 with, with no Robertson, who went off at half time. With no Mo Salah either, may I add. And we had injuries, then we did it. So yeah, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Jorginho Ronaldo makes his way into that team at the moment. So just to summarise very quickly before we start talking about the attackers and the other midfielders, Van der Sar in goal, three centre backs at the back: Yapstam, Virgil Van Dijk, and Nathan Ake. Into the midfield, holding two central midfielders. George Boateng, captain, and uh, yeah. jo- and uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum. Yeah. Um, in the hole, then. So I'm chucking a player in the hole. Yeah, go on, mate. Um, and it's Dennis Burkamp. Man United have just scored as well. Who was it? It's Ferrane or Fernandez. Of course it is. Um, so Burkamp in the hole. James, I'm a I'm a Tottenham fan. There aren't many Arsenal players that I really like and admire. Um, Bakayo Saka is one of them at the moment and the other one's probably Dennis Bergkamp it's Bruno Fernandes by the way um, what a player um, I mean he was the gateway with in many ways with Eric Cantona uh, to break down the barriers of foreign imports into and the Zola, Premier League probably. yeah and Viali um, and it, was that, it was that sort of time wasn't yeah. it um, and, and as far as I'm aware he was one of the main trailblazers in the resurgence of Arsenal Football Club under you know the manager that came in from Japan Arsene Wenger it was um, Bruce Rioch that signed him it was however it was Wenger that got the best out of him I mean yeah. you come from Inter Milan I believe for about 7 or 8 million pounds um, and I think that the thing was though is he aged gracefully didn't he when he first came there he was quite still quite young um, with a lot of experience but my God, 2002 to 2004, he looked like I could walk faster than he could run, but my God, he didn't need he, pace. His first like touch, Teddy Sheringham. His first touch was unreal. Yeah. Um, his eye for Teddy a Sheringham pass. Teddy one of the most underrated strikers in Premier League, may yeah. I add. His eye for a pass was unreal. Some of the assists you see if you looked at a highlight. The goal rate. at Newcastle for me and yeah. at Leicester. Yeah, the two at Leicester. Was a hat- might have even got a hat trick that night. Um, unbelievable, that, um, <laughs> to be fair. Um, John Hartson said about Dennis Bergkamp that if he played in the snow, he wouldn't leave any footprints. Well, that just says everything, you know, doesn't that, it, that, about that, him. I mean, what a great player. I love that player. analogy for, for a player. But yeah, Dennis Bergkamp's in. And then bit of a... Left wing, go left wing left, first. Left yeah. wing, there's two, um, which we're going to argue about now. One of them's Mark Overmars, um, from that, you know, part of that 98 Arsenal team that... Went in a double deal with Emmanuel Petit to yeah, Barcelona. Did, £32 million pounds for the pair. Um, and then the other one is Bolo Zenden 
Um, good, good at Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough and Chelsea, Liverpool. and Liverpool. Yeah, good player. Um, very, very underrated player. Probably ended well, up at Fulham somewhere down the line. I tell you what, Middlesbrough have had some oh, great Fabio Rockenback, you know, Jorginho, Emerson, Ravanelli, Gascoigne, you, you know, they yeah. Southgate, Hasselbank, you know, they've had some great, Duke, yeah, yeah, Southgate, Schwarzer. You know, they've had really, really good, good, strong players. I mean, they're an underrated. You know, that's a football manager one there to rebuild Middlesbrough. Alfonso Alves. Yeah, you know, Alan Boxic. You know, know, it's it's just reeling them off. You know, who was that one, you know, uh, Stephen Job up front? No, Joseph Desiree Job. Yeah, do you remember remember him? Yeah, he had the hairline of Javinho and then just wore like a a headband, Jack Greedy style, but but really low down on his forehead. Yeah. Like, really weird. Uh, Robbie Musto. They've had some (laughs) cracking players, actually. Massimo Macaroni. Oh. Macabumbum, we used to call him in and my house. And also uh, Chris Brigger. Yeah. <laughs> from Derby, and also from Derby, Malcolm Christie. Mark Schwarzer. They also had Victor Valdez. They did, yeah, yeah. And, and Alvaro Negredo. I mean, it's unbelievable how... Yeah, they did. You know, and they come back up last time, went straight back down, but they had a good team. Right? Yeah, you know, Victor Valdez, you know, three years before, he was in the Champions League final with Barcelona. He was at Man United for two seasons. They had Romero, Victor Valdez, Javier De Gea... And someone else on their books as well. Grant, was it? Lee Grant. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that about? What, what? I'm sorry, but if you were to look at a, a, a list of all the players that have played for Middlesbrough in the Premier League era, they particularly in the, in the late uh, Mate, they've only won two 90s. or three trophies less than you have in the last 40 years. No, they won, they won one League Cup, mate. Really? Because the they got... No, they didn't. They got they won... a couple of FA Cup finals. Yeah. Um, but no, they actually only won one League Cup. Well, they, that... actually won the, uh, they actually won the Europa League. No, they didn't. They got to the final. Under um, McLaren? Uh, yeah. I think they lost probably against Sevilla. Or might, uh, we might, all have, mate. Been, no, Fulham, they lost against Atleti. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, Roy Hodgson. But no, going back then, going back. So, look, yeah, unbelievable. Um, you know, Zenden was a really good servant to the Premier League. Uh, Mark Overmars, for me, was classed. But he wasn't... Well, I mean, how long was he there? Two or three years? Yeah, Zenden he was, was brilliant. He, you know, I'm, the one for me was the goal. Uh, left, 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 left. You look like our friend Simon Marshall Zenden with his perfect look, Arteta-esque. <laughs> now the goal, the goal for for Overmars was the one at Old Trafford uh, to win when the league. When the first time they won at Old Trafford, yeah. in the yellow shirt yeah. with the black with the Under navy the sash, JVC, and you had the guy. Gary Lennon didn't know what the hell. The to do. guy in a leather jacket in the crowd with the curly hair. Um, yeah, that is that was prime with the golf ball eyes. Prime Premier League that was prime Carling Premier League. That was what that was. That, but that was like sort of a bit of the, the tide was turning a little bit when Arsenal suddenly became a real force, yeah. and that was a real big moment in in the history of the Premier League. Really, I feel like Man City have turned into the Man United, and Liverpool have took up the Arsenal role in mm, recent seasons. I think it's different now because back in the day you had Man United plus someone going home. Yeah, you know Blackburn to start with, then it was. Um, Arsenal and then it was Chelsea yeah and and then now you didn't really have the top the traditional top four until probably the late noughties yeah. when Liverpool suddenly got it together and then you had Arsenal Chelsea Liverpool and United as a top four but and now you know it's wide open now it's almost a top big six and probably soon to be a top seven with Newcastle really yeah, yeah. Um, the bit that gets me is as soon as United and Liverpool get the uh, get that investment that they are going to get that is going to happen you know Arsenal and Tottenham they're, they're going to have to have significant investment aren't they but that's a story for another day um, back and that's the annoying man, thing because because you know? football now it's I'm going to go off topic here is it's almost like people care more about the money 
than the actual football now. And all it is is, oh, right, we're having a bit of a bad spell of form. And the first thing that any fan does or anyone that claims to be an expert goes, oh, well, it's investment. Oh, well, I need to do this. Oh, it's the owners. No, no, I'm sorry, mm. right? It's too much. All right, I, I had my little rant about this when we spoke about the Liverpool takeover. And I said, I just don't care. Mm. Like, I don't care. I don't care if Mohamed al Sheikh, whoever is going to invest some money into Tottenham. I don't care who's buying Man United. I don't care who owns Liverpool. I don't care, like, any of that. I just no, want, you, I just care about the football. That, and I know, and it's all... But, like, but you say that, but but it's headline news. And I know. to football analysts and financial experts around the world, it is important. It is a topic of conversation, and it is... But it never used to be gonna, like no, that. It's never, it's never going to used to be, but one club changed that. Man United did, you know, with the commercialisation and the globalisation of football. That's and, then, a fact. and then and then Chelsea changed it. Exactly. Well, well actually, to, actually Man City to be fair, really we know firsthand from arguments on Twitter with Blackburn fans, actually it was Blackburn with Jack yeah. Walker yeah. that changed the game to start yeah. with. Um, not that they'll admit it. Of course they won't. Um, and, then, and then obviously it was Chelsea because they were obviously, the, it was a more sustainable model. Or the money was more, whatever. Mm. But it's just um, it's uh, it's one thing in football that bothers me. There's no organic teams doing it organically anymore. It's like the only way you can compete is by being bought out by the richest person. And I think yeah, if you can't, that's why in some ways it'll be good. It'd be good if James, but it'd be good if everybody gets bought out because if everybody gets bought out, then the fl- the playing field's level again. Then no, it is going to no, get no. down. Do you know what? Do you know what it would be good if they had salary caps. Yep, that's the other way, but it, they won't do that because because it's all about the money. But, but if, if they on, put salary caps in and a minimum and a maximum transfer fee and a salary cap, and the game would then change, I think that's what, if the people are serious about stopping this, which they claim to be the football purists in there who who want things to. Yeah, but then become, they have subsidiary companies and they start buying them houses and stuff. They'll always find a way around it. The easiest way to do it is say, right, okay. Well, fucking everybody gets bought out because if everybody gets bought out and everybody's got the same capital to put down, because financial fair play will come into it over time, it will. It has to. It has to catch up with Newcastle. It has to catch. Up. It has to catch you up. It will catch you up. Sorry, something's got to catch up with Chelsea. Now, what we will say is this: if everybody gets bought out, like Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, Liverpool, if they all get bought out, and everybody wants a the player, they can get them. Then it will level the playing field. It mm. will level that play- for the big clubs, not for the little clubs, for the big clubs. No, I, I, I would be a big advocate of salary caps. Well, personally. We, all, we all would, we all would, mate. But the reality is, is they'll find a way around it. So what do you have to do? If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. Um, that's why international football for me is really becoming significant in my life because money doesn't affect it. The only way that they're now cheating is the African, the African nations, are, uh, especially actually, and Qatar as well, are taking back, are taking back players. Uh, you know, to repatriate is the word I'm looking for. What's the word? Like renationalizing players, yeah, I know what you mean. To go back and you know, and you, but then again, look, it is what it is. If a player is African, he can play for Africa, just as simple as that. But if he's not Qatarian and he comes from Brazil, and it's like, oh, now what it is, hold is, on a minute, is hold um, on a minute. So, or do they get citizenship? The African nations have realized that there's a hell of a lot of players around Europe, France, Holland, England, um. Spain potentially now with you know Naki Williams as an example, um, which would have been unheard of ten years ago. Mm. The African nations have now realised. Hang on a minute, we've got a lot of players now that have been in the academies in big clubs in Europe um, with backgrounds from our country. You know, you look at the likes of Ghana, for example, at the World Cup. You know, they had people like Tyreek Lamptey, um, Ignaki Williams. Um, 
you look at Morocco, they had, you know, people like Hakim Ziyech, who was born in Spain, could have quite, quite, you know, genuinely played for Spain. Um, and they're now finding a way to encourage these players to come and play for their, the country of their, and, their ancestry. Um, because these guys are sort of, ah, oh, the iPads died. These players are maybe first generation Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So like Hakimi, for example. Yeah, yeah. He's first generation Spanish, whereas his parents are born in Morocco, always, always have been. They've moved over to Spain. He's been born in Spain. He's first generation Spanish, but he can represent Morocco. So it's clever. And hopefully it will level the playing. Well, we've seen it at the World Cup. Absolutely. It's more exciting, mate. It's more exciting. It's more exciting. However, however, the reason why, you know, we deflect to international football is simply because the money can't ruin it. Going back to what we were talking about originally, though, uh, you know, going back to the man screaming at Arsenal and um, Old Trafford and Overmars scoring a goal, who are we putting in? Are we putting in Marco Overmars or are we putting in uh, Mr. Zenden? X of Barcelona as well, we should chuck in there. Um, Both players play for Barcelona. Zenden's had a better for me Zenden's had a better and also a good more, international more as well. of an impact on the Premier League yeah. would, you would say over Mars because but Zenden had more longevity in the league and if we're going to put George Boateng in for that reason another player that played for Middlesbrough by the way mm. we're going to have to put Bolo Zenden in so over Mars I'm sorry Arsenal although Zenden did play for Chelsea we're going to go with Zenden yeah. over Mars is on the bench yeah and then that's going to bring up the exact same debate on the, on other the right side. side because it's yeah. either Arjen Robben yeah. who only played a year or two Max. at Chelsea before going to Bayern no he went to Real Madrid Real Madrid sorry um, or it's Dirk Coit I know I you mean, want it in well, there Dirk Coit 100% Dirk Coit was he top 10 wingers in Premier League history top 15 fuck off top 15 Dirk Coit was a great player I don't even think he's Liverpool's top 15 wingers of, all, of, of the Premier League. But well, he wasn't really a winger, was he? He was actually an out-and-out striker. He signed like a Benitez because we had no money. We had to put him on the wing. And he, he always gave 110%. Oh, yeah, great. Um, Good player. Uh, don't know, get me wrong, Dirk Coy. I remember when he scored a hat against Man United with a combined yardage of seven yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he it? scored, always scored against Manchester United. He's a good player, Dirk Coy. Good penalty taker as well. Um, good professional. I was in the Premier League for many, many years with Liverpool and then went abroad and had a great career. Like Swan Song around Europe. Fenerbahce. Yeah, yeah. And then back into a PSV where he's uh, now undertaking No, it was, massive, fine. it was fine. Yeah, he's had a massive look. Uh, he, he looks completely different now, by the yeah, way. He actually coach. went back to Feyenoord and I think him and Van Persie both went back there and um, Coit captained them and they won the league and I think they won it on the last day and he scored the winner yeah and he looks completely different so the curly hair is now gone and it's now slick back blonde and he just looks completely different little bit of a beard he split up with his wife allegedly yeah, after many probably years got, he's probably got a new wife that's gone come on mate you're a multi-millionaire <laughs> <laughs> can't be looking like sloth from the Goonies anymore, like or looking like Ian Dowie's son. Well, allegedly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, dirt, dirt, dirt coit. So you're going coit over Robin, oh, yeah, How good was Robin, though? Robin for a year at Chelsea. They, that that 2004-05 Chelsea team, I ah, maintain. Adrian Mewtwo. And we did this. We said the greatest... Crespo. Pre- we, when we did the best Premier League teams of all time, I was a big fan. I, I hate them. Um... Not Mourinho's biggest fan anymore. Certainly not John Terry Lampard's biggest fan, or actually Carl. He wasn't in that team, to be fair, Carl. Joe Carl was. The, uh, Joe Carl was. It was the first Crespo, year Mourinho went there. Mewtwo, that Chelsea team uh, was, Kerebi, um, was, was unreal. Unreal. What a team! Um, Mark, uh, Paulo Ferreira, 
Ricardo Carvalho. Mateo Cashman. Petr Cech and goal. Absolutely. Just out of nowhere, it was like, boom. Yeah, um, they, they, what a team that was. It was the second year of the money. Yeah. So that by that point, they, you know, yeah, they'd they settled even, in. They even had one of Veron there, just, just, just because. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look. Um, yeah, you know, so, I mean, for me, it's Dirk Coit in there. This is a Premier League. I'll go with it, James. The fans, I'll go the fans with it. win it. If we were having a match and we were playing against a, a, another planet solar system team, and you had to pick the best Dutch team to go out there and play, you'd probably select over Mars and Robin, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. But the longevity and criteria of the impact of the game in this country, and how much service and dedication at the top top level, mind that these guys gave the Premier League. They would have to be information. It's the same reason that Boateng's in. Balanced I, as fuck as well, this team. I it? used the example right before when we were off at air and I said, would you put Shevchenko in an all-time Premier League eleven up front? No. No, but you would wouldn't, you would you? But would you put, put him in an all-time European or all-time yeah. Serie A? Yeah, you would. You would definitely yeah. all day long. Um, so that comes into it. And then from some controversial ones to two players up top <laughs> that you would probably, maybe not to stay fit, but you would certainly put your house on him, scoring you some goals, and that is Robin van Persie and Rude van Nistelrooy. Yeah, you, that is two, them two solid strikers. Van Persie can drop back in. Van Nistelrooy's you're out and out number nine. Um, van Persie just just tailing him. Uh, you know they'd just be clinical. They'd just be clinical together. Yeah, they'd just be clinical. Injury to Coit and Robin, no problem. Chuck van Persie out there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's not an issue. Um, we did overlook uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who was mm. excellent at Leeds. He was even better at Atletico Madrid, and then went back to Middlesbrough. Um, another player that played for Middlesbrough. Hasselbank. Yeah, yeah, another Leeds, one. Leeds, uh, Mario Melchior as well. Leeds, Chelsea. Mario Melchior as well. Yeah. and Winston Bogarde as well. <laughs> Leeds, Chelsea. Uh, this is Hasselbank. Atletico Madrid. Atletico. Did he play for Charlton for a bit at the end? Probably. With the Canio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How does that even happen? Wow. I'll have a look. I'll get Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's career up. That's another club that have probably had some really good players go through with under the radar. Charlton, like Kevin Lisby. Yeah, <laughs> by Ben Duncan. Uh, Kevin Lisby's son. Kev- Kevin Pringle. Kevin, yeah, Martin Pringle. Oh, uh, Cardiff City. Cardiff, yeah, he went there. He might have been in that team that got to the FA Cup final with the young Aaron Ramsey. Kevin Lisby's son plays for Brentford. He was actually born in Suriname. Uh, yeah, he was the assistant, wasn't he? When um, wasn't Van Gaal was hitting? Was it hitting? Who was it that were, they played against um, the British Virgin Islands? Yeah, hitting. Um, he played for Telstar. He then went to AZ Alkmaar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then made the move on loan to Neerlandia, who are now defunct. He then went to Campio Morense. That's got to be Portugal. Yeah. yeah, it was because he's got 12 goals in 31 games. Then made the move in 96-97, as late as that, to mm. Boa Vista. 20 goals in 29 games. Then he signed for Leeds United. He was only there for two years, 34 goals in 69 games. He then made a big money move to Atletico Madrid, where he scored 24 goals in 34 games. Then when the Chelsea money, just before the money, he signed yeah. with like Jesper Gronkjaer and people like that. Uh, 69 goals and 136 appearances. Then when the money came in, he was then jettisoned out. 22 goals in 58 games for Middlesbrough. Not bad. It's not to be sniffed at. Two goals in 25 at Charlton. And then seven goals <laughs> in the championship for Cardiff City. How many goals did he get for Holland? Nine in 23. Not bad. Nine he, in he should have had a lot more caps than that, but I suppose you have Van... Van- Nistelrooy in front of him. Paul, do you know he was the assistant manager of Nottingham Forest uh, for two years? Uh, he then went to manage Royal Antwerp. 
Yeah, he was Northampton manager, I think, for a bit, yeah, and Burton was, Albion, until but, it was recently as this season. Well, he was Burton, 2014-15, Queen's Park Rangers, 2015-16, 2017-18, Northampton, 2021-22, Burton, which means it won't be long before he'll be sacked. Um, but, you know, a great, great, great guy. Really, really, really nice man. Good on the telly as well. He often gets stuck in between Roy Keane and... Um, Gary Neville arguing, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, and another another one from Middlesbrough, Michael Manzian. Um, you know, do you remember God. him for Wolves and uh, Chelsea? Yeah, he was supposed to be the next big thing. He went to Hamburg for a bit as well. Yeah, he never just, really. Just, he plays for Burton Albion, mate. Yeah, I knew He's that. He's 34. Yeah. Fucking hell. What a blast Football's from the weird, past that Football's is. Football's so weird. So he was at Chelsea. <laughs> From 2006 to 2011, 2006 to 2008. Michael Mancian? Yeah, QPR, 58 appearances. He then went to Wolverhampton Wanderers for 10 games on loan. He was excellent. They then loaned him for three years, pretty much, or two, two years, 46 appearances. He then made the move to Hamburg. He made the full move to Hamburg, 49 games. In the middle of that, he played two games in the reserves. He then went to Nottingham Forest to play 125 games over four years. He then made the move to the MLS and dropped off the radar uh, for New England Revolution, scoring a goal in the MLS in 31 appearances, and then left the MLS, bizarrely, to sign for Burton Albion, and that's where he's remained ever since. Look at this. This is the endemic of what we were just saying about the international situation with players that are being repatriated back to their original nations. England under-16s. Three goals in six games. England under 17s, 15 appearances. England under 18s, two appearances. England under 19s, nine appearances. England under 21s, 30 appearances with a goal. Seychelles full international, three appearances. Yeah. Michael Mancier. Wow. Who would have thought that? How many that appearances for Seychelles? Three. Uh, Who would have thought of that in 2005? It's like Stephen Corker. Stephen Corker actually played and scored for England in the game against Sweden. Where Zlatan Ibrahimovic yeah, yeah. scored. Stephen Corker, by the way, who's just re-signed back to somewhere in Wigan, Wigan, Wigan with uh, yeah. Colo Torre. Yeah. Um, so Stephen Corker must be about 31, 32 now. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he played in the African Cup of Nations for Sierra Leone. Well, it's it's just, it's mental. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't. Last get it. year. Like, <laughs> so so honourable mentions. Anybody we missed out? So honourable mentions. So Hasselbank, we've we've gone through. Uh, midfielders: Raphael van der Vaart for two years at Spurs. He was absolute dynamite under under Harry for Redknapp. For one year, he was exceptional. And then he went uh, back to HSV. He went to Ham back to Hamburg, and people claim that he's a Tottenham legend, but I disagree because when he left Tottenham he was saying oh yeah I'm going back home and this and that I'm going back to where I belong to Hamburg mm. and then subsequently they got relegated with Lewis Holtby another Tottenham reject um, I should have went to Liverpool with uh, Clint Dempsey and um, Liverpool wouldn't pay the additional 60 grand and he grand. also uh, Raphael van der Vaart's wife was a really high profile uh, TV presenter slash model slash reality TV star in Holland and he beat her up what? allegedly Oh, I wouldn't expect that. I, I know, but he was... Eight he, million from Real Madrid yeah, to he Tottenham. Yeah, he was excellent, though. He was sort of, sort of, we got into the Champions League and we thought, right, who are we going to sign? We're going to get someone big. In um, the January, that was, no, I remember. No, no, it was, was in it the summer. Or the transfer deadline, and I'm sure it yeah, was it something was like, like deadline that. Day, yeah, Eight million, yeah. Van der Vaart, good signing. Redknapp got the best out of him for a good year. He had a great link-up with Crouch. Crouch, they used to hang it into the box. Crouch used to knock him down. Bail. Um, and um, Van der Vaart used to bang him in. Uh, so, fair play to him. Uh, another honourable mention, Edgar Davids, another player that went to Tottenham. Didn't really do much. He's also good at Barnet. 
Uh, he scored one goal for Spurs away at Wigan. I remember he once got the ball smashed into his bollocks from about four yards away, away at Bolton. It was one of the harshest looking <laughs> bollock shots I've ever seen. How I still, had one. I how had he one. still got bollocks or, or a cock. I got one the other week, mate, and I tell you now, it went numb on the end. I looked down and it was red, and it was just tingling for about 40 minutes. And that must have been a hell of a shot as well to hit yours. It really... But, um, yeah, well, I can't really miss it. Anyway, <laughs> so... So, Van der Vaart, Nigel de Jong we touched on. Yeah. Very good player. Yeah. Um, but he just doesn't get the nod for me ahead of uh, George Boateng. One for me, one for me was on. uh, Ryan Barbel. Yeah, um, Ryan Barbel. He was good, good for Liverpool. I thought a good player. He was. He had to come back and play for. Uh, he was a wonder kid. He was a wonder kid, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He's still playing in Turkey. Yeah, no fair play to him. Red hair. Yeah, he's um, about thirty-nine. He went back good... to Ajax for a couple of seasons as well. He's only been to Ajax about three times. He had a good little stint back at Fulham in the Premier League on loan when they had mm. Ranieri and they went yeah. down that season. Um, just you know, I don't know why. Absolutely. So the team then. So the team, James. Uh, in goal, Edwin Van der Sar, Yapstam, Virgil Van Dijk, Nathan Ake, George Bertang, captain, Jorginho Wijnaldum, central midfield, holding with him, Dennis Burkamp in the hole, Dirk Coit on the right, Bolo Zenden on the left, Robin Van Persie, and Rude Van Nistelrooy complete the team. The substitutes bench consists of Hasselbank. Nigel de Jong, Mark Overmars, and Dirk Coit. And let's go Ed, uh, Ed de Hoy. And Ed de Hoy on the bench. Two managers uh, for this. You could go with Gush Hiddink, or you could go with Louis van Gaal. Mm. Yeah. Who's the manager? Any, any, uh, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll go. Gush Hidding? I'll go. No, because Hiddink's uh, only ever in as an interim manager. So we'll go. Mate, one the, hold on a minute. He came in and won the Premier League and FA Cup. Any other Dutch managers? We've had in the Premier League. We had the Boer, didn't we? Yeah. <sighs> We've obviously got Ten Hag now. Yeah. Um, there's got to be more Dutch managers that we've had. No. Nope. Got to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ruud Hullet. Yeah, Ruud Hullet. <laughs> Chelsea and Newcastle. He's another one that could have been in the team, to be fair. That's, yeah, so that's an honourable mention, Ruud Hullet. Um, Longevity. It, it, it's the Shevchenko. He role. was there for something else, mate, and that was to become the manager. Yeah. Um, what a player he was in the day. Yeah, if he would have went in his prime when he was at, you know, AC nah, Milan. Prime Ruud Hullet was the, was the guy with PSV. In his PSV years, absolutely unreal. And then when he first went to Milan and they won back-to-back Champions Leagues or European Cups in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that he was the guy back then. Uh, sure. I'd agree. So we're going to go with Louis van Gaal. Let's go van Gaal, van Gaal as a manager. This will be available on the TTM Sports Docker.uk website. I'll put that story up tomorrow. Uh, so you can have a good read of that team and see it. Um, but next time we record, we're going to probably have another guest back on. We've got a couple in the pipeline. Allegedly, Duncan Penelum will finally uh, make his way onto the show. When that does, believe you me, I'll have my facts backed up. We're trying to get fans on. We want fans of clubs on. We want to talk about other clubs. We're a little bit guilty on this show of focusing on our own clubs. Yeah, Um, yeah. We like to go at each other. And, you know, we don't want people to just think that all we ever do is argue about our own clubs. So we want fans of clubs. We've, We've... We've got potentially a West Brom fan to come on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, Luke, yeah. Which will be good because, James, you don't like football outside of the Premier League. Well, no, um, I'm more Wolves than West Brom, to be fair, and Warsaw, so, you know. Um, someone's got to be. Yep. Um, although, Warsaw playing Swindon at the weekend. 
Yeah. Um, They've also got Leicester City in the FA Cup fourth round. Which Have I know they? Talking about the Warsaw also recently brought back their ground. Um, oh, which the is pound land is back. They've brought it. They've brought the, the stadium back. The best cup. Uh, they've they've brought it back. Uh, it has been renamed the Poundland for for a season or two with their new takeover. They wiped all the debts clean. Uh, allegedly, and, uh, little, uh, little you know, side note on yeah. Swindon as well for a little nugget, right? Yeah, um, they just Austin. signed back Charlie Austin, scored twenty five minutes into his debut at the weekend. I heard of Grimsby uh, header, and they've also just signed the captain of Liverpool under twenty three, someone Kane. Yeah, yeah, good player. Do you know him? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's all right. He's okay. Yeah, well, he's going down to League Two, so but yeah, so bit of business going they on. They got money there. No, no, no. So they've no. obviously just done well in the yeah. transfer market. Yeah, basically. Well, Charlie Austin, that was... It's where he lives, isn't it? His, uh, it, his first football league club, they signed him from Paul Town. Um, he went straight into the team and scored about 14 goals in his first season. Then went on to score. He scored a lot of goals for Swindon. Got him into the playoff final. Lost against... Who was it? Um, well, he's just been in Australia, hasn't he? Captain of the team. And there's an all or nothing documentary where he's going absolutely yeah. berserk. Next thing you know... I'll never forget. I'll never forget when he played the referees um, at Southampton when he was there. And uh, well, he, he, he says it how it is, Danny Charlie. Austin. I like him. He's yeah. bloodshot. He's eyes. He weren't happy. He is an absolute hero at Swindon. But look, great um, back. but look, as I say, um, we're going to be back again fairly soon with another guest next time. But for this episode, uh, that is all from me. And that's all from me. And we'll see you again very, very soon. You are now listening to the TTM Sports Show. The show that's by the fans, for the fans. Hosted by me, James Hounsell. And me, James Harrison. Where we bring you... Explosive debate. Big interviews and guests. Trending topics. With regular uploads. And now sponsored by Froome's very own Prestige Paving and Patios. And also now with over 100 episodes. You're listening to the TTM Sports Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.